Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. You know, just like you, I am starting to go, well, rather stir crazy with this whole stay at home, everything's closed, schools are closed, and there's nowhere to take the kids. And so I've been trying to do more relaxation stuff. You know, things that I've talked about on previous episodes, but one of the things that I've really enjoyed is watching movie, binge watching my movie collection. And I tell you what, my movie collection goes back quite a ways to some pretty old movies. And I've shared this with you on previous episodes where I was talking about the naked gun and the full body condom suits and how you don't need to go that far. But I had recently watched a movie this week that I haven't seen in a long time. And there was a particular scene in there that got me thinking, is this possible? Could you actually give a woman an orgasm this way? And it is a very funny scene. And if you haven't seen the movie Private Parts about Howard Stern, and look, I don't know how realistic that is on whether or not that's a true, you know, story of how he became as big as he is or, you know, whatnot. And honestly, I haven't ever listened to a single radio show of his, but this movie, this movie is good. I've watched it, you know, in the past before. You know, it's been part of my movie collection for a while. I just haven't seen it in well over a decade. And I definitely haven't seen it since I started this podcast. So there's this particular scene in which he is experimenting here over the radio with whether or not he can use sound vibrations to give a woman an orgasm over the radio. And it is completely hilarious. And uh just to try and give you... Well, a bit of a setup here, because I'm going to go ahead and play the audio from this scene, is that, you know, this woman calls in, she's horny, I guess, uh, she thinks about Howard Stern, so this was back in the days when you had these big stereo systems and these big subwoofers, and he tells her to turn the treble all the way down and the bass all the way up, so that he can use the sound vibrations from the bass in order to stimulate her clit, in order to trigger an orgasm. And here's what that sounds like. All right, you know what we're going to do to solve your problem? I'm going to have sex with you right now over the radio. <laughs> How are we going to do that? Very simple. I've thought this through, Robin. And what we're going to do right now is, first of all, what kind of radio are you listening to us on? Do you have a transistor radio or you have one of those big sound systems? I have one of those big sound systems. Good, okay. Can you turn the treble all the way down and put the bass all the way up? The trouble's down and the bass is up. Got it. Take your speaker. You got a big uh, speaker? Yes, I do. All right, lay it flat on the floor, and I want you to sort of straddle the speaker. Howard. Do what? A woman cannot be aroused in that way. No, this is where you're wrong, Robin. You're absolutely wrong. In fact, my father was a radio engineer, and uh, he proved this theory to me years ago. You've got to believe. Now, what I need you to do is put your private area over the woofer. I can't believe you really want me to no, do come this. come on, do it. Okay. Right up against it so you can feel me. Come on. Oh, I have to ask her a question. Yeah. What kind of a woman are you to have sex this way on the radio? Don't answer that question. Bad question, Robin. <laughs> You're going to ruin this woman's mood. She might start second guessing. Are right, you ready to have sex? Oh, my God. What kind of tingles? See? It tingles. She likes it. Right. See? Yeah, sure. 
watching that scene and replaying it a couple of times, it makes me very curious. Could this actually work? If I were to get my wife to sit on some sort of stereo system with a lot of bass and I just started going, would I be able to trigger an orgasm for her? And look, we're all pretty much in quarantine, right? You know, we're all social distancing. There isn't a lot to do. So this is the perfect time to experiment. And experimenting with sound waves and how that can trigger an orgasm. Or, hey, for anybody out there that is an entrepreneur, maybe you can start making sound wave-based sex toys for women. You know, something where you could see uh, a vibrator or a dildo that's vibrating on the outside uh, or vibrating on the inside of her, of course, and then provide some sound waves to stimulate her clit. And market that as a new uh, sex toy and seeing what that could do. Now, the downside to all of this is if such a toy were to ever be made, guess what, guys? You're never getting laid again. You know why? Because she probably would rather have her toy than you. Because let's face it, as a guy, it's pretty hard to compete already with the battery-operated boyfriend. You know, we don't have vibration modes. We don't have different settings. You know, we don't have all that electronics being able to help us, right? So we're already at a disadvantage when it comes to all the availability of toys. And then to get a toy out there that's able to stimulate and trigger orgasms based off of vibrations, man, you know, that would pretty much uh, be the end of sex for men. You know, at least until the woman uh, decides that she wants to have a baby. You know, and women, you got to understand here, men are not like your vibrators, right? They don't have the ability to go on forever, you know, and some of your vibrators plugging into the wall have unlimited supply. And guys, you know, we don't have vibration. Now, we can try and add some things, you know, like a vibrating cock ring or, you know, uh, other stuff, but it's already hard uh, to compete uh, on that. Now, uh, taking a look, though, you know, with all the social distancing, I'm sure the battery-operated boyfriend is, well, getting quite the use these days. And I got around to thinking about this, you know, for you women out there. You know, as I started taking a look at, you know, my wife, you know, and her mood, how she's getting so stressed out, you know, especially with the kids home all the time. And yet, you know, even though I'm home, I'm doing a lot of work. Now, she does a lot of work too, uh, I guess. But, you know, she's doing a lot more on the eBay and Amazon front, you know, whereas I'm doing more in the content front, you know, the YouTube channels, the podcasts, you know, all of that. So 
you know, while it's easy for her to be able to drop what she's doing uh, at the moment to take care of something for the kids and then go back to what she's doing, you know, it's a lot harder for me, you know, especially when I'm on video doing a live stream. I can't just go, oh, hold on for five minutes. Let me go get the kids. So I've been thinking about how it is I can get her into a happier mood because we're thinking about, you know, a happy wife, happy life. And I was trying to think, what could we do? What could we do? And then, boom, it hits me. Here's an idea. Orgasm twice a day. Yes, having all those endorphins going on twice a day. And then I got to thinking, man, you know, I'm not exactly a teenager anymore. And I'm not exactly in my 20s anymore. You know, the ability for me to recoup for multiple times a day for multiple days in a row, it's getting pretty hard. And I'm not sure I would want to take uh, so many, you know, pills or whatever, you know, twice a day in order to be able to accomplish this. You know, because as the older the guys get, the longer it takes to be able to recover after sex. You know, it's unfortunate, but that happens to be the case. So I got to thinking, you know, what is it that we could do? in order to give her the endorphins, give her the sexual pleasure, and just overall make her happier so that during this time, everybody's happier. You know, because if one person is in the house growly, angry, frustrated, stressed out, it affects the entire household. So, you know, I'm trying to figure this out because my wife has this unfortunate condition, which is she's married to me. Right. And so that alone makes it very stressed. I mean, could you imagine being locked up all day, every day in the house with me? I mean, give the woman a gold medal for not going crazy already. And then, of course, on top of that, we have three boys, three boys who are cooped up, nowhere to go, wanting to fight. So I've been trying to think about how we can go about orgasms twice a day in order to get her to be happier, to get her to, you know, not be uh, so growly and stressed out. And I got it. I figured it out. See, what we do here is in the morning, you know, right away in the morning, um, I will take the kids uh, outside and they can go jump on the trampoline and they can, you know, slide, run around the yard, you know, do that in the morning. And during that time, She'll get her alone time with Bob, you know, the battery operated boyfriend, you know, give her her, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of doing that. Then she has that nice orgasm, right? And women, you know how you feel after an orgasm. You feel great. You know, things are not nearly as stressful as what they otherwise would be. And you got those endorphins going on. And then, of course, you know, pay attention, do some flirting throughout the day. You know, try to get her back into the thinking about it because that's going to be the hard part, getting women to think about sex again on the same day that they've already had an orgasm. And then, and then when we get to nighttime, you know, about, you know, shortly after the kids go to bed, have her take an aphrodisiac, you know, something like Spanish fly or something like, um, you know, a, a instant horny pill. You know, something to that effect, right? And then we go through, wait for that to kick in. So then now she's got all that blood flowing down there. She's horny again. 
and then go to the bedroom, right? And get to have our fun and boom, have her have another orgasm. Now, for me, I only need to worry about getting it up once a day. For her, you know, it's a lot easier, you know, for her to engage in sex multiple times a day. All she needs to do is take a little pill that gets her wet down there, you know, or use uh, some lubricant, you know, however, you know, and then trigger that orgasm twice a day. You know what a woman is like after having an orgasm twice a day for several days in a row? They're happy. They got this big smile on their face. They're walking around. There isn't a sign of any grouchiness left in them. And you know what that does for a household that is all cooped up together all day, every day? Well, it creates a happier environment. It creates a less stressful environment. No one is really going off and shouting. Now, of course, I mean, I guess there is still a little bit of shouting because the kids are inevitably going to do something that gets them into trouble, you know, does something that, you know, they really shouldn't be doing, you know, especially if they break something. But, but in all indications throughout most of the day, it is a lot better. I mean, as a guy, I'm happier because, well, shoot, I got to have sex, you know, so I got endorphins running through me. She's a heck of a lot happier. The kids aren't sensing two completely stressed out parents. And it is a way to be able to get through this quarantine time. Now, imagine what's going to happen after you do this for a while. And this quarantine has been going on for quite some time. She is now used to, and her body is now used to an orgasm twice a day. What do you think is going to happen when we go back to normal? Her sex drive is just going to be, you know, room, you know, ramped up from where it was when we were both doing two full-time day jobs, coming home, running around after the kids, and then, you know, going to bed most nights, right? Really tired. Although we would still, you know, ensure that we had sex multiple times a week, but there were more nights when we didn't have sex uh, than what we did. So can you imagine after you know, orgasms twice a day for however many weeks this goes on, how much her sex drive is going to be ramped up. And then as you keep that sex drive in that high mode and you're getting her off, you're giving her orgasm, you know, not twice a week, but maybe four times a week. Imagine what that's going to do for your life going forward. How much happier everyone's going to be in the household. How less stressed, how When something goes wrong, people are not going to freak out nearly as much. Now, look, even if after you get back into the regular rigors and routine of life, your sex life goes back to what it was before, right? So what was the point? Well, the point was to get through the quarantine. The point was to get through all of the stay at home and nowhere to go because people are not meant to be locked up for this length of time not able to do anything or go anywhere. You know, people need breaks, time apart, but we're not able to get that. So the whole point of the twice-a-day orgasm is only to be able to deal with the fact that there's nowhere to go. Now, look, I get it. Some of you, you know, you're essential workers. Therefore, you don't have to deal with all this stress. You know, you're able to get out and go to work. But the problem is, 
When you get off work, what do you do to unwind? There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go and relax. All you got to do to unwind is go home and spend all day every day, or not all day every day, but go home and just have the kids, have your spouse. You know, there is no relaxation, no unwind time. A lot of you uh, throughout the country cannot even go out for a walk, you know, to relieve stress. So this is the perfect way to go, you know, right here. I mean, this is the best solution that I have been able to come up with, and it has done a lot to reduce the stress and tension within my own household, making this going from the point of we were at our breaking point, you know, we just can't take any more to now, you know, everything is more chill, you know, we're able to last a little bit longer during this lockdown. So if you're in a situation where you're starting to see that you're at each other's throat a lot, you're starting to have issues, uh, you know, everything is all stressed out and you're all just yelling at each other all day, every day, try this, try this. Guys, get out of the house, you know, into the yard and take your kids out into the yard for a little bit every morning. Let her have an orgasm with with her vibrator. And then women, every night, make sure you take your horny pill, make sure you take your aphrodisiac, and then have sex again that night for another orgasm. And look, if you start struggling to have a second orgasm after several days, you know, it's okay to bring in a toy. You know, guys, what you can do if she's struggling for that second orgasm, even with the aphrodisiac, you know, take a little bullet vibrator, right? And set it in between her vaginal lips, right? And then have it set so that as you thrust forward, it pushes the bullet vibrator up to her clit and gets that vibration, right? And then as you're going back and forth, that bullet is going up and down. Uh, across her clit and in between the lips of her, of her vaginal walls, you know, uh, giving that extra sensation, that extra feeling, you know, and maybe, you know, play with her nipples a little bit while you're going through and doing that. You can find a way to be able to trigger that second orgasm. And hey, I guess if it really needs be, you know, just make sure that bullet vibrator is constantly, you know, if constantly on her clit. You know, if the rocking back up and down uh, across her clit doesn't work for her, you know, eventually, you know, she'll get that second orgasm. And I get it. The longer you do this, the harder it's going to be to be able to trigger uh, two orgasms a day. Right. But for as long as you can do that, do that. That's how you're going to survive all these stay at home orders. Okay, so now switching gears just a little bit. In an unsurprising turn of events, when we take a look at everything that's happening with the lockdown and everything that is going on with everybody being stuck at home all day, every day, there is one business, one business out there that is flourishing. One business that has seen a spike in customers and revenue. And what business is that? Well, of course, it's the porn industry. Yes, everybody is watching a hell of a lot more porn than what they do on a normal basis. 
And I came across this article that was from just the news. And I came across this as I was looking at, you know, articles for my news and politics podcast, which I am starting to do less and less of because everything is all related to the whole coronavirus thing. So it's really starting to get pretty dull and boring uh, to do that podcast. But I came across uh, this particular uh, article and it's going on and talking about how you know, porn sites like Pornhub is seeing a huge spike in traffic because apparently when nobody has anything to do and let's say, you know, you're home uh, alone all day, you know, you're single, you don't have kids. And so now you're in self-isolation. Well, what do you have to do? Well, the only thing that you can do from time to time is just jerk off or, you know, women, women, are increasingly watching porn during this lockdown and quarantine because even if you're not in a state where you have to stay at home all day every day, well, engaging in sexual activity is more dangerous than what it normally is. So there are more women masturbating as well. And so we see that online porn creators on Pornhub have really stepped up the pace here and creating more porn videos for people to watch. And just like on YouTube, people who have a certain number of followings and a certain uh, type of an account can monetize their porn videos. And so, you know, when you go off and you click on Pornhub, you get an ad that displays uh, out there in front, and then it gets into the video. And let's face it, right now, the videos uh, for porn don't even have to be all that great. I mean, most porn videos are, you know, dull, uneventful. But then again, maybe I just expect too much from porn. Because when I watch it, I want something with a story, something that seems somewhat believable and credible. The videos that just go straight into the act of sex, no talking and maybe just has music, that's dull and boring to me, right? And so I like to have you know, my porn have a little bit of role playing, but in any event, everybody has different opinions on what type of porn they do and do not like. So when we go through and we take a look at this, the porn industry is really seeing spikes, you know, whether that's women who are masturbating, you know, two, three times a day or guys who are jerking it off so much that they can't even get it up anymore. So if you were ever looking uh, for the best time for you and your partner to get into creating home porn videos in which to post online in order to make money, now would be that time. Especially if you think that you can be a hell of a lot more interesting than anybody else. But even if you're not, you know, posting those videos, you know, this is definitely the time in which if your partner is watching porn and watching more porn, you cannot get mad at them. You know, because they're looking for something to do, whether, you know, that's you guys out there getting upset that your lady is watching porn, you know, she's in front of the TV, you know, or in front of her computer, she has a bottle of lube by her side and her hands down her pants rubbing her clit. Don't get mad. Now, ladies, I will say, though, your guy may get a little bit on the jealous side because he's thinking, especially in most relationships with a guy having the higher libido going, well, why don't you ask me first? What if I'm horny and now you've taken care of it and I have to be resigned to masturbating now myself? 
All right, so maybe, you know, before you start watching porn in order to masturbate, you should ask your partner first if they are horny, you know, and if they want to have sex. But guys, don't get upset if your lady would prefer to just watch some porn and masturbate if nine out of ten times you leave her without an orgasm, right? Don't be selfish and then wondering why she's just going off and masturbating instead of asking you. So you got to be more giving uh, than what you are currently. So in any event, ladies, you know, make sure to ask the guy first. And if the guy's not in the mood, just tell him to stay out of the room. Go ahead and, you know, have at it. Grab your bottle of lube, grab their vibrator, turn on some porn and enjoy yourself. But ladies, if you have the lower sex drive and you notice your guy is watching more and more porn, don't get on his case about whacking it off so much. I mean, he has nothing else to do during the day, right? You know, if he's not an essential worker, he's not going out to work. He's not able to keep his hands busy and occupied by, you know, working on something, building something, coding something. You know, he's not out there all day, every day feeling productive anymore because he's told he has to stay at home. So he his options are to hound you all day, which, you know, let's face it, ladies, if a guy is hounding you for sex all day, every day, what is that going to do? That's only going to serve to piss you off. That's only going to serve to put you in a bad mood. And he doesn't want you in a bad mood when he's trapped inside with you all day, every day. He's already trying to figure out how to survive the next time you're on your period because there's no escape. There is no being able to get away for a few hours to keep from having his head chewed off. You know, so instead of hounding you, he's just going off and finding a place to watch some porn. And if you're home, he probably has it on mute while he's, you know, wherever room he's at, whacking it off. You know, and you might notice that there's an increase in towels that need to be washed, right? Because unlike you women out there, when a guy jacks off, it creates a bit of a mess. And you need something to be able to, you know, contain that mess. You know, so you might see an increase in, you know, towel laundry racking up or handkerchiefs or, you know, whatever the case may be. But if you're not willing to have sex every single day and during this quarantine, then do not get mad at him for increasing his porn consumption and whacking it off as much as he is, right? Because idle hands need something to do, even if that's choking the chicken. But with all this increase in porn consumption, there needs to be a word of caution out there. And that is if your kids are watching porn, especially depending on the age of the kid. Because with the increase in porn consumption, you know, it comes an increase in online predators who are trying to target, you know, specific types of people and especially specific age groups. And so if you're starting to notice an increase in porn consumption that isn't from you or your spouse, you know, you may want to consider the idea that, you know, your kids are increasing uh, their porn consumption or they're getting curious. You know, now there are definitely things that you can do. There is either software or, more importantly, 
uh, some uh, wireless routers have settings where you can block certain websites from being accessed from inside of your home. You know, and so you can block, you know, all the obvious, you know, porn sites like Pornhub to try and keep your kids, you know, from, you know, watching so much porn. And I don't mean this as in porn shaming the kids. You know, I mean, kids are going to get naturally curious. There's a lot of girls out there, you know, uh, under the age of 18 that are sexually curious and you know, it's not uncommon for them to start experimenting with their girlfriends first, you know, uh, practicing kissing, you know, touching each other sexually, you know, just kind of exploring uh, bodies, you know, not because they're bisexual or because they're gay, but because they're just curious about sex and, you know, therefore they're exploring and, you know, they aren't necessarily um, developed to the point where they're interested in guys or the guys that they are interested in. They're too concerned that they're not sexually ready, and so they're trying to help each other prepare. I mean, I've known uh, girls growing up that, you know, admitted that they had experimented uh, with their girlfriends, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, with, you know, practicing with, you know, dildos and you know, kind of making out a little bit or, you know, watching each other, you know, to learn uh, from each other how to use sex toys, you know, and all of that. And some of that is, you know, practicing to get ready for their first sexual experience. You know, so it's not meant to be, you know, shameful to say, hey, you can't watch porn. Um, And it would be awkward to talk to them about porn and the proper way to masturbate and being curious about their bodies and all of that. And luckily, I will never have to have that conversation with a daughter, you know, because I don't have any daughters, which also means I don't need uh, necessarily a lifetime membership to the NRA, you know, which is kind of interesting. You know, I almost sort of wanted a daughter just so I would have an excuse to buy a shotgun. You know, I mean, just, you know, to prepare for their dating years. You know, I thought that would be fun. But no, I got sons, so I need to have the conversation with them about watching out for overprotective dads. You know, I can tell you my father-in-law, when he first saw me, let's just say he didn't really care for me too much. He didn't like me. And uh, maybe part of that is because I had blue hair. You know. When his, when he first saw me, you know, uh, this was uh, back in high school uh, where me and my wife met and started dating. You know, uh, she, you know, the first time I showed up at her house, here was this young, you know, teenage guy with blue hair, and you know, sometimes putting it up into a ponytail. Although, you know, I had the side shaved, so it was kind of like the mop top where you know the hair on the top of the head grew out you know, so long that it covered up the sides while the sides were pretty much trimmed down and shaved, you know, but in any event, you know, that is a story for another time. But in any event, getting back to this, you need to, you know, have, you know, some sort of parental control over the child's porn watching because you never know when there's an online predator, you know, reaching out to them through the porn site trying to lure them to a date, pretending to be, you know, a different age, a different gender, or, you know, whatever the case may be, in order to lure them uh, to a certain spot 
whereby then they could, you know, sexually assault them or, you know, some other uh, issue. So with the increase in porn consumption, there's also been an increase in online predators uh, that you do need to watch out for if you have kids. Now, also with all this increased porn consumption, look, I'm not going to porn shame anybody. Well, almost anybody. I will not shame for watching porn unless, unless, and this is the only group of people that I will shame for their porn watching. And that is those people who are interested in anime porn. Yes, if you're watching porn that involves seeing Marge Simpson naked, yes, I'm going to go off and have some questions for you about that. I'm going to be going off and going, what is it about a cartoon character like Marge Simpson that has you sexually aroused? I mean, come on. I mean, maybe that, maybe, maybe you could almost make some sort of rational argument for some cartoon characters out there. But come on, Marge Simpson? Or what? Peg Griffin from The Family Guy? Uh, or even Meg? I mean, think about this for a little bit. I mean, what type of people are interested in cartoons having sex? I, 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 I will never be able to understand that. That is something that is beyond my level of comprehension. I mean, it's one thing to be sexually aroused watching people do things, you know, while being naked. You know, I don't understand people pissing on each other, you know, or defecating on each other. Those are things I don't understand. But at least even then, it's a real person. It's a real pair of tits that you're seeing flopping around. It's a real vagina that you're seeing being played with. But when you see a character like, you know, uh, Marge Simpson, who has yellow skin and blue hair, come on. What is the attraction there? Could someone please explain this to me? You know, because I will never understand that. I mean, I'll never understand what, why people like to be pissed on either or defecated on either. I mean, I'll never understand that. But at least I understand that it's a real naked person. I mean, getting uh, sexually aroused by a cartoon? Wow. I mean, talk about really having some, you know, miswiring upstairs over what your sexual arousal is. And then I wonder, you know, and I wonder this. If you're getting sexually aroused by a cartoon, are you able to also receive the same sexual arousement when you're around a real person? Or in order to have sex with a real person, do you got to imagine them as a cartoon character? And what type of cartoons and cartoon animation are you looking at? Are you looking at like a Picasso? I mean, goddamn, I mean, that would be very confusing. So, I mean, I, I, could someone try and explain this to me? If you're aroused by cartoons engaging in sexual acts, do you get the same arousal watching real people? I, 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 I am just blatantly confused by this. And the reason why I bring this up is because uh, when going uh, to Pornhub, every so often I'll see animation porn, right? And, yes, I'll see, you know, on a side banner, Marge Simpson. I mean, I, I, really, what is the point of that? And also, guys, can you imagine trying to explain that to your wife? Your wife walks in on you watching porn and jerking off. 
she's already, you know, maybe thinking, well, why didn't you just ask me? Maybe I would have been nice. You know, or, hey, I was actually planning on laying you later on tonight. And, you know, because I'm horny and, you know, now you're ruining this. And I just wanted to play around and, you know, flirt for a little bit before, you know, making it obvious. And your wife walks in on you and you're jerking off to Marge Simpson. Boy, can you imagine what a wife would feel like then? And wondering, is this the type of wife he desires? You know, a cartoon character? Do I need to be a Marge Simpson type to be sexually arousing? I mean, I, I would just like, you know, to see how people who have been caught masturbating to anime by their partners, how they went off and explained that. Because that would have to be a pretty interesting conversation, I would think. Now, getting back to an earlier part of the show here, where I had discussed that I know quite a few women out there whose first sexual experience has been, you know, experimenting with their girlfriends, you know, practicing kissing on each other, playing with each other's boobs, or, you know, playing with each other's, you know, uh, vaginas, you know, and using dildos on each other as part of experimentation. But I can't help but to wonder, and I wish there was a way that I could figure this out, but whether women are naturally bisexual, whether women in their natural state, you know, find other women sexually attractive and desire to have sex with other women, you know, and it's interesting because I know very few women will be open and honest about this. I've known plenty of women over the years claim to be straight, have never been with another woman, says they have no desire to be with another woman, but then she'll stare at another woman's ass, you know, and comment on it and, you know, talk about what an attractive ass she has. Or, man, I really like her boobs, you know. 
they, I mean, they talk a little bit kind of like guys do when they're commenting on another woman's looks about her butt, her breasts, and all of that. And yet she claims to have absolutely zero bisexual tendencies. And yet I got to wonder about this. And really, only women will really know the answer to this. And I wish there was a way I could conduct a survey or, you know, some type of study to find this out. Because I almost think that women are naturally, you know, bisexual, you know, in their emotion and feelings. And that it's only society holding them back from experimenting on that. You know, and women, you know, uh, have also, you know, in games of truth and dare have been able to go through that while they're straight and they don't desire other women have wondered and fantasized a little bit about what it would be like to be eaten out by another woman or to go through and eat out another woman. I mean, these are things that only come out during games of truth or dare, you know, uh, and I've been trying to figure this out here. And so I wonder women, you know, who listen to this podcast, be honest with yourself. Even if you've never been with another woman, is it because that you do not have any sexual desire to be with another woman to experiment and see what that would be like? Or is it because you're just too afraid? You don't know how to approach another woman about this. Or you're concerned over how your boyfriend, fiance, or husband would think uh, if you were to come up and ask them, hey, you know, is it okay if I try experimenting with another woman? Or is it that, you know, after all those years of not being confident enough, now you're married and now it's you want to see what it's like, but you're just too much of the jealous type to allow another woman into the bedroom, you know, and make it a threesome. You know, and I get it. There are some women that justify uh, that they are straight, completely straight, but have eaten out another woman because it was part of a threesome, a menage a trois, you know, back when they were teens or in their early 20s, before they were with their man. You know, almost like they need an excuse in order to experiment with another woman. And whether or not you act on it is a completely different story. The main question that I want to get to and that I am very curious about is what percentage of the female population is actually attracted sexually to other women, even if they still love sex with men and still desire cock. You know, that's their number one preference. How many women out there listening to this podcast, you know, would actually, if had the chance, experiment with another woman? You know, how many of you have looked at another woman and had a sexual desire or sexual fantasy? you know, found her sexually appealing. And this is a tough because even if I were to be able to come up with an actual study, the whole issue with this is that being able to find the answer depends on women being honest in their answer. You know, and unfortunately, that's going to be very difficult in today's age where some women who you know, definitely never had such thoughts or desires would answer yes so that they could be supportive of the LGBT community and virtue signal and other women out there who would deny, you know, such things because 
they're too concerned about what other people would think of them. You know, that it's strange, it's unnatural. But the whole thing about unnatural is that it would require you to be a, um, a statistical outlier. You know, but let's say, you know, 90% of women have, you know, sexual desires for other women. You know, well, then it wouldn't be an outlier, strange, or unusual. But if only 10% of women actually had sexual fantasies and desires for other women, then yeah, you would have a point. And so, I mean, at this particular point in time, I don't know what the answer is. Now, I, I wish I did. I wish I knew how many women out there, whether listening to this podcast or just in general, have sexual desires, you know, for other women, but yet will not tell anyone, you know, refuses to tell anyone. How many women out there have your bestie, you know, your best girlfriend and have had sexual fantasies about her, but you don't say anything because you're too concerned about losing that friendship and making it weird. These are things, you know, to go through. So if you uh, could just send me uh, an email from, you know, you women out there listening to this podcast, even if you've never acted on it, how many of you have fantasized about sex with another woman or, you know, wanted to, you know, see what it would be like to eat out another woman? How many of you out there are, are like that? You know, send me an email. Right? Send me an email uh, about that. And you can go to the website, sexmancers.com. You know, I very rarely actually put out a blog post uh, on there. Um, and that is partially because, you know, Google makes it hard for me to be able to run ads on there. So, you know, it's an activity that I can do, but it doesn't necessarily generate revenue, uh, as a result. But if you click on the contact me tab, you know, you can send me an email anonymously to let me know, you know, if you are a straight woman, but You've from time to time fantasized about another woman. Uh, and I get this in part because if you take a look at porn, right, and you see the girl on girl scenes, you can tell which girls actually enjoy or, you know, are, you know, don't hate the girl on girl scenes. I mean, they'll dive right into the other girl's, you know, uh, pussy and just go to town on it. Whereas, you know, some porn stars who really don't like the girl on girl scenes, you know, just barely engage with the other one, barely eats her out, you know, finds excuses not to have her lips and tongue on the other woman. And yet we can see in everyday instances of women, you know, wanting to go out and figure this out. So, you know, I get that I'm kind of rambling a little bit here in the final segment of this show, but that's just because I really, really, really want to know whether women, you know, naturally are more bisexual and desire sex uh, with other women as well as men, or if that is still a statistical outlier, you know. Whether whether or not you act on it or actually do it is a different story. 
but it's a matter of whether or not you actually desire and fantasize about it. All right. So that's it uh, for this particular episode. I'd like to thank you so much for listening. Uh, leave me a rating and a review so other people can find this podcast and know whether or not it's for them. All right. Thank you so much. And I will be back again soon.